The Get This Podcast is brought to you by my WordPress web development agency brand, K2 Creative. You can visit getthispodcast.com slash K and the numeral two. That's getthispodcast.com slash K2 and click book a discussion for a free 30-minute discussion on anything related to WordPress. I'll be happy to help. Whether you need a new website or you have an existing site, you're not happy with the speed, you're not happy with the security, you need plugins updated, you're having issues, your developer ran off to Costa Rica, you don't know where to find him or her, we can help. My team builds websites that drive millions of page views a year. We can help with membership, e-commerce. If it's in WordPress, we can make it happen. Visit getthispodcast.com slash K2 and click the book a discussion link and I'll be happy to help with whatever you need in WordPress. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Kautzman coming to you from the temporary London studio here on the podcast Get This. It's a show about things people love. It's Friday, November 29th, 2019, the foul year of our Lord, 2019, and I'm joined by Fraser Brown. Fraser, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> Fantastic. And how would you describe yourself, Fraser? Uh, friend to playwrights, producer, Friend actor. to playwrights, uh, producer... Serial entrepreneur, self-proclaimed polymath. Um, <laughs> right. Whatever box you want to fit me into. I'm not a big box person, so whatever I would, box you want to fit me into. I would love to see your LinkedIn profile, how long that it, is. It currently, it's currently empty and just says, don't bother me. <laughs> Fuck off. That's, that's, how, that's how not into boxes I am. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. The whole, the whole internet is just a series of boxes. We think that we're being liberated by it, but they've turned it into... Life is a series of boxes. You try and, <laughs> you try and, you try and be something individual or try and do something you want to do, and people want to put you in a box. They do. They do indeed. And, and, and this is the show about things people love. So what is it that you're passionate about that you want to talk about today? This is true. Um, I am passionate about uh, a lot of things. Um, probably too many things, but I'm... Uh, I, I'm a big pop, pop culture aficionado. I'm, I'm into my horror. I'm into my comics. I'm into my sci-fi. I'm into my theater. I'm into my film. You know, the things most people are into. But I, uh, yeah, I have a weird, I have a weird encyclopedic knowledge of these things. I, I, I absorb these things and, and live these things. I still, out of my comic collection, you can literally pick one comic out and ask me what's in it. And I can tell you, and I probably haven't read it since 1987. Yeah. So I don't know whether I'm on the spectrum or... <laughs> I, well, you're, just, it's, you're a collector. I'm a collector. I, I had the pleasure of seeing uh, Fraser's collection of comics, some of it. And uh, what you have, you have the first uh, first run of uh, what is it? The Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it, Tales from yes, the Crypt. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, my collection my collection's getting smaller and smaller by the year as I sort of... Um, I had 10,000 comics at one point in my life. Yeah. And I... Uh, yeah, it's getting smaller and smaller, and I'm picking out small collections of things that I really love. So yeah, I've, I've, I'm well on my way to having one of the only complete collections of Tales from the Crypt from the 1950s, um, which were famous and used in uh, used in Congress uh, against the Hayes Code and all the censorship. They actually were held up in Congress for photographs as a as an example of things that were destroying the American youth. Is that right? Yeah. In so, the 50s, huh? Tales yeah, from the Crypt. Some of them, from the, yeah, they were the whole reason. EC basically went bankrupt overnight because the Hayes Code closed them down. They were the, Their crime stories, their, their cowboy stories, their horror stories, they're all far too violent for the youth of America ah. and causing things like communism and <laughs> and the destruction of American society. So they brought in the Hayes Code. Huh. And uh, a couple of the covers are actually worth a lot more money because they were famously held up uh, as an example of... In Congress. Yeah, as huh. an example of corrupting the youth. Right. Um, so that suddenly adds a couple of grand to the value because it's a particular... Cool. I mean, that's my fascination with it is that I'm a big Americana fan, especially that sort of 50s, yes. 60s period. Um so things like Tales from the Crypt and the Hayes Code and those sort of those that period of time is fascinating to me. I don't know anything about the Hayes Code, so I have to I'll have to do some research. <laughs> it was the it was the precursor of, um, and I'm gonna I may sound ignorant when I say this. I don't know entirely all about it, um, but it's the precursor of the whole sort of movement where Chaplin was 
thrown out, which moved into the uh, the, the, the witch hunt. This is like McCarthyism. The McCarthyism. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, sort yeah. of the precursor. Right. And, and moving into that, it was the start of it. Yeah. That sort of puritanical... If you're not with us, then there's something wrong with you and you're up that's, to something. That's back when the right wing was responsible for censorship. Right. And things seem to have slipped or flipped a little bit here. Things it have flipped like a little the bit. The progressives yeah. now are the ones policing speech and I, content. I'm, I'm always a big believer it's just a case of um, which it's uh, opposing forces, right? If something pushes one way, something's going to push back. So if it's yeah. the right pushing currently, yeah. the left are going to push back. If it's the left pushing, the right are going to push back. And I'm old enough to vividly recall when it was the conservatives sure. uh, and it was it was in the 80s and the 90s uh they're labeling um Reg- know, reaganomics and, and, yeah yeah they're you know they're they're putting uh, parental warnings on cds everybody there was a moral panic over beavis and butthead uh you know when, yeah. cable, when cable came to middle america <laughs> can you imagine oh, when that was our biggest problem was, Be- <laughs> was beavis right, and butthead right this clever show <laughs> about these <laughs> <Cool. laughs> Right. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but there was an authentic moral panic. Um, and, uh, and now again, it seems to, seems to have flipped. What I'm afraid of and what I'll, what I'll predict openly now in 2019 is that something will happen again where the evangelicals will come back in America. They've gone into their hidey holes right now uh-huh. uh, because they formed that unholy alliance with the neocons and ran the country into the ground and killed a million Iraqis and all the rest with their politics. Sure. Uh, and so they lost their political power, but they're still, they're still there waiting. Yeah. And they're part of their quiet part of the Trump coalition. And what will end up happening is at some point they'll come back as a moral force and then the censorship will come from the right again. We never, we never learn. I mean, it's, it's always the case. One generation censors, the next generation fights back. That's why you had free love mm-hmm. in the, in the sixties after the war. Mm-hmm. You know, the war, the, 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 they were the children of Victorians in, in England, not in America, obviously, but, um, they were the children of Victorians and Victorian values. And then their children pushed back. We had free love and drugs and yeah. it went the other way. Yeah. And then we got into, no, 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 you must have stuff. Free love doesn't work. <laughs> right. We got into yuppiedom. And we have to have things. We must have Ferraris and right. neon right. posters on the wall. Yeah. And listen yeah. to, I don't know. The orgy's over. I need my real estate license. Absolutely. <laughs> and then we push back against that. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was about, you know, free living again and, and, and mm. living economically. And yeah. it's, it's cyclical. It's always been. It always yeah. will be. It, it, right. you know, from the beginning of time. I mean, the, you look at some of the stuff that they, there's, I can't remember any of it off the top of my head, but you look at um, Pompeii. They discovered... Lots of graffiti on the walls, in the toilets. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots of graffiti. And all of their problems that they had with government and with each other and, yeah. and you know, being being homophobic, not being, not being homophobic. Like, it's yeah. all the same <laughs> problems that we right. have right now, right. just in, in better Latin. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it never changes. It yeah. never will. No, I'm sure, no, I'm sure yeah. Argan Argina in their cave back yeah, at the beginning of time. The same we're thing. still arguing about the same crap. Who did the dishes? Yeah. Who's got the most rocks? Who did How the come dishes? the neighbors have more rocks than us? <laughs> I don't know. I work hard. I want more rocks. Oh, you want everything all the time. You know, I think it's, I think it's never going to change. We're yeah, just going to yeah. flip round and round and round. It's all right. So this is cool. The Tales from the Crypt. And then you had uh, the, the first, uh, comic for The Walking Dead too, right? I did. I, saw that. I did, which uh, which I told you the story very famously paid for my wedding. Um, did I tell you that story? Uh, I don't think you did. Okay, tell, I'll tell, tell the story. The, the I will tell listeners. that story right now. Yeah. So I was. Uh, I knew Walking Dead was coming up um, on TV. Uh, I had an opportunity to buy these comics back in um, 2001 when it came out for for nothing. They were like three pounds each, and I, I didn't buy them. Um, so I. You're right. Sorry, panicking. Um, so I had the opportunity to buy these comics back in 2001, and I I didn't. I passed on it. I didn't like the look of it. It didn't seem very interesting. Um, I heard that the um, the TV series was coming, so I bought uh, three issue ones, which at the time were going up in price. So I got three issue ones for about £300 a piece, so about £900. Um, and then it just, it launched. It became huge. It became a massive deal. Um, and in those two years, there's a thing called CGC where you can have your comics graded. You send them off. They come back in what are called slabs. Um, a 9.8 is sort of, it's a perfect comic. It's perfect. Uh, and I sent them off thinking, oh, these are in pretty good condition. I got them all back. 9.8s. Um, price had gone up to three and a half grand each. Whoa. 
from 300 pounds within i was traveling at the time i was me and my uh wife cassie we were going around the world and we were doing this from the road well um and i wrote a whole article about it which is online which is uh basically <laughs> we we sent these expensive comics off to be graded yeah. we were we were currently in florida but we had to move on but the address the place had was for florida so really? potentially these things could have been sent to an Airbnb in Florida that we'd long sure. left. Right. So I negotiated with them to come and pick them up at their vault oh, wow. in Sarasota. Oh. And I was literally the first person from the public that had ever been in there. Oh, cool. Oh, that's um, fun. And the guy that did it let me in. Yeah. Got in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I sold them. They paid for our wedding. And uh, huh. about a year later, I met with Robert Kirkman, um, who I've met a few times through mutual friends. And... Uh, yeah, I told him the story. So I said Robert Kirkman paid for my wedding. Is he, he did. is he the creator? He's the creator. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that created it and wrote it, and you know, yeah. His is a rags to riches story from that idea. Exactly. It started off as um, he wanted to do Night of the Living Dead as a as a sure as a comic, right? And he was going to brand it Night of the Living Dead. It was supposed to be a continuation of those movies. Mm-hmm. But Eric Stevenson, who owns uh, well, is the president of Image Comics, uh, said to him, "Well, why get tied into somebody else's IP?" Yeah, Why let's not make our own thing. Make your own thing. Yeah. So it became The Walking Dead. Sure. And if it hadn't had done, yeah. the, the IP would have been a nightmare for right. all, for TV series. Right. And so, and now it's a phenomenon. Yeah, know? incredible. Made, definitely made more money from that than Romero made from oh, well, yeah, Living without, Dead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think Romero yeah, yeah. made any money from Living Dead. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure. He Well, yeah. he didn't famously, um, they forgot to put a copyright sign on it. Yeah. Because it was called Night of the Ghouls originally. Uh, and they changed the name in the last 10 minutes or half an hour before it went to press. Oh, geez. But then cop- put, put the uh, C copyright on it. In cr- so that's ridiculous. As soon as it came out. It's public domain. Public domain. Whoa. The second it came out. Wow. So Romero never saw a penny from that first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy. You got to, you know, dot the I's. Definitely got to dot those eyes. <laughs> you never those know. And of yeah. course, copyright now is continuously being pushed back because of Disney, because they don't want um, right, right. They Mickey don't want Mouse. Mickey to go into the public domain. So it's gone from. It's different in the UK, but in the states, I think it's currently ninety-five years. That fucking mouse. After the people who died, because <laughs> um, he's supposed to be up now. He's supposed to long be up. Yeah, of course. He's supposed to be a be, public domain. They just can't have um, it. They can't have it. It's there. It's their cash cow. Well, the interesting fact about Disney is they cash make mouse. all their money from <laughs> cash rodent. Um, <laughs> Disney make all their money from Winnie the Pooh. Licensing. Oh, really? That's their big cash cow, there which is. I find incredibly There's strange. There's so much Winnie the Pooh stuff out there. Around the world, people yeah. love him. Who doesn't? Apart from China, where he's banned. Why is Winnie the Pooh banned in China? Because the uh, is it president of China, prime minister of China. The guy in charge. Right. The guy in charge. president. President, isn't it? Yeah, president. We're showing our ignorance no, of Chinese, right. Chinese politics. Right. Um, he, he famously looks a bit like Winnie the Pooh. So everyone uses him for memes, Winnie the Pooh Are you sure? against him. Do you think North Korea, maybe? No, it's China. China. You can Google it. I'm not going to look it up it's now. It's China. <laughs> Trust me. He looks like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Um, and he hates it, like ha- like hates it. Oh no! So Winnie the Pooh is completely out. Wow! Well, there's got to be so much money, um, Chinese money, in Winnie the Pooh when that opens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, th- th- that's a good tip. As soon as that happens, buy Disney stock. Buy Disney you stock. You get a tip. Yeah. That's yeah. happening. Yeah. There you go. The floodgates for Pooh. You're right. You see Winnie the, the Pooh. Floodgates for Pooh. <laughs> floodgates for Pooh. That could be a show title. I think we might have found one. <laughs> a new musical. <laughs> floodgates for Pooh. Floodgates for Pooh. Like Tuesdays with Maury, just just right. grosser. Right. <laughs> well, so yeah, so I think we can see how this conversation is going to go yeah. go pretty smoothly <laughs> and it always, quick, quickly. It always goes the same way with me. Well, so you, uh, yeah, you have a you have a, an encyclopedic encyclopedic knowledge for a certain segment of things, and uh, I respect and admire that. That's very cool. The comic collection was fun to look at, and these stories are interesting. Uh, I mean, I've only ever dabbled in comic culture. I've not, I haven't really dove in. I mean, I have my favorites: uh, Preacher, The Invisibles. Sure. Uh, that stuff. Um, but it is interesting how in our lifetime that culture went from being underground, yeah, punk, kind of dirty, yeah, and looked looked down upon to or being, just for losers, like literally right. in this country, just for losers. Like right. when I was when I was collecting those comics, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, it was me and my buddy at school, yeah, and that was it. There yeah. was nobody else. Right, doing it. I mean, and, you know, and it's it's a little bit like look at me now. Well, what how, happened was how you like us now. There was the there was <laughs> like, what, what happened was the speculator market. Um, a few of the older comics started to become worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So there was a period in the nineties where almost everyone, including Marvel, went bankrupt because they'd cornered the speculate uh, spe- <laughs> the speculator market. They'd um, they'd put out a cover. 
mm-hmm. like a neon cover, a green version of it, a purple version yeah. of it. And people would buy a hundred of these things. Yeah. Because yeah. they're going to be worth millions. Right. Um, and it just killed the market. Like right. Marvel almost went bankrupt. Marvel was bailed out by Toy Bits, by, mm. by an action figure company. Right. Which is... Um, which is why the guy that has the biggest shares in it right now, who's actually a, uh, a consultant for Trump. Um, oh. What's his name? It's not Bannon. No. Is it Isaac Perlmutter? He's a reclusive mm. billionaire. He Whoa. owns, he owns, uh, he owned Toy Biz. That's he, the only way to be a billionaire, by the way, no is one, to be reclusive. No one had seen a picture of him right. in, in like 15 years. Yeah. Um, why would you want to like splash out as a billionaire? Exactly. I mean, he, he just, he owned the company. He would come out, he'd come into board meetings and put his foot down when you needed yeah. to. Um, yeah. He ran, he famously ran the television uh, side of Marvel. He insisted that he ran that, which is why Daredevil ended up at Netflix and all mm. those things mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then he just suddenly pulled the plug and all that and became part of Trump's huh. entourage. And Curious. I, out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, out of right. nowhere. And suddenly he's public again. You can find him. Yeah. He's gray haired. He's out there. Yeah. Wild. For years, he had one. He had one headshot that was from like 1991, and that was it. There's yeah. nothing else out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and famously, he didn't like his photo taken at parties. And sure, so you, sure. No yeah. one knew if he existed. Why would you? Yeah, that's interesting. Almost um, like a comic book character. Almost like a comic book villain. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe yeah. he's living his it's, best self. It's like a meta thing. Yeah, in his, un- <laughs> in his underground lair. Yeah, these guys definitely seem to, uh, you know, reality kind of blurs mm. into fiction. I mean, you look at what uh, Elon Musk does and you go, this is like a comic book character. This is, it has all of the trappings of like a, like a James Bond villain or, or some sort of sure. strange, it's a character. Sure. They know what they're doing. It's theater. I don't know who yeah. keeps giving that guy money either. I, wait, I think I think pay, I mean he sold PayPal, didn't he? I mean he that's where he got his money. But initially. he must have he must have run out. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Yeah, it's all like, every time I see that stuff, I, you know, I, I look and I go, we're talking about colonizing Mars, and there are tent cities all over LA right now. Right, we have our priorities fucked up. Right, it's yeah. everything is just upside down. Yeah, Americans don't have health insurance. People are going bankrupt from that, and yeah, yeah. and you're you're positioning yourself as this incredible visionary. Come back that's, down to earth. That's the thing, though, isn't it? He's a visionaries. It's like it's like scientific theory. Visionaries don't have to come through with the goods; they have to have the visions. Mm, mm-hmm. So I can say to you, hey, let's let's uh, let's have a tent city on Saturn. <laughs> right, right. I, I need $5 yeah. billion dollars and we'll kind of make it happen. Are, are Americans going to go bankrupt from you hospital know. visits on Mars you know. too? You know, well, I imagine so. <laughs> I mean, like... I imagine so. Martians are yeah. terrible insurance. Oh, terrible. Um, that's right. why they're always attacking. Everybody um, here is concerned about the dismantling of the NHS. Possibly yeah. Happening. It's, a, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting time for the NHS. The NHS has been a... The NHS needs looking at. Mm, definitely sure um whether privatization is the answer people are people are vehemently against privatization because of the american system uh, mm-hmm. the american system i believe is only it's one of the only systems in the world operating in the fashion yeah. it does right um which is odd for such a, a free it's a bit country. of a misnomer too to say there's an american system the, the whole point is that there isn't there yeah. really isn't a system it's like a it's just a, private right it's a quilt doctors. that hasn't been stitched together sure and it's just extremely bizarre. It's tied to employment. Doesn't make sense. Gives so much uh, leverage to people who employ people. Uh, I've experienced. It. I've experienced bizarre. the bills. Yeah. I've experienced five five hours in a hospital with a sixteen grand bill. Is it's it's. It doesn't make sense. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's. I mean, the NHS definitely needs looking at. The NHS within my lifetime has started to struggle it takes longer to see a gp much longer they don't they don't treat things as seriously from my experience Mm. you know everyone you know for everybody that says that there'll be somebody that says no that's absolute shit i always see my gp and it's like well good good for you yeah (laughs) it took me eight weeks to see my gp and then they wouldn't push me onto a consultant so i had to pay privately right to get and it turned out what i needed to do i needed to do yeah so they would have just let me this goes back to what a lot of the comedians say which is they're just too many damn people there's, I, there's I mean, a lot of people it's just here. A lot of people. And there's a lot of people here, and it's not necessarily about the hot topic of immigration. It's there's there's population boom. I mean, yeah. I was looking at the population of my hometown was five thousand when I was born. Yeah, it's twenty two thousand now. That's so many more people, and the town hasn't got bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. just it's just building up. Right. Um, but then that's to do with planning as much as anything. There's a lot of space in this country. Yeah. But we all congregate. 
in major in cities. cities and right, right, right. I, I once read that you could, if you built to the, the height of Tokyo in terms of high rises and, and flats and mm-hmm. people living on top of each other, you could fit the entire population of the world into Texas. Well, God bless Texas. If you build, it so well, shows, shows sure. how much land there is. Right, but that would be—I mean—that would be a nightmare hellscape. It'd be—it'd be Judge Dread, <laughs> I mean, it'd be, Mega City it'd One, be horrifying. Yeah, and I'm all right. for it. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> right? Let's, you're an acceleration. I, I do, I do, yeah. I call, I call yeah. chaos. I'm all for, yeah, I'm all let's, for. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah, right. Like, well, you know, it's, what's interesting is Texas. We could always move to the next state because there'd be nobody there. <laughs> there are. So I have, I have standing in Texas. You know, I lived there for three years. Um, Went to grad school there. Uh, there are three energy grids in the United States. There's right. the East Coast grid, the West Coast grid, and the Texas grid. Right. Wow. <laughs> it has its own grid. Yeah. Uh, there are um, people don't know how many how many people live in Texas. I'm not right. going to put you on the spot. Yeah. But ten. <laughs> yeah, they all fit in one nice. big hat. One big high rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are ten others who weren't counted who, who yeah. fit in the sombrero. Sure. Um, the uh, <laughs> They don't even really know. I mean, that's the other thing is they don't even really have a full count of people because of right. uh, the, the immigration question and situation. But people forget how ur- urban Texas is. Uh, it has yeah. this image of tumbleweeds and cowboys and stuff. But 30 million people live in the state of Texas. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you have four of the largest cities in the country. Uh, San Antonio, Dallas-Fort Worth, Austin, and Houston are yeah. all in Texas. And they're all more or less like a three, four-hour drive from one another. So there's this little quadrant in central, south sort of uh, East Texas, that's just urban. Sure, you know, um, not by not by like New York standards, but by Texas standards, it's built up and it's a lot of people. I mean, all of my knowledge of Texas yeah. comes from the TV series Dallas, so <laughs> I'm not particularly. Yeah, yeah. I, who I killed, know. Who I know. I know. There's some cool bars there as well. That's kind of my knowledge of it. It's not somewhere I've ever ventured. They shot a. They shot a president down there too. They did. <laughs> they did. Memory. They shot yeah. Jr. and the president. Yeah. I have to say, I have in, to the, say in the reverse order of that, my my favorite comedian right now is this cat, and he's having his moment right now, and it's incredible. And I think he's gonna he's gonna be a household name at some point. It's Tim Dillon. I, I've been yeah. sending you links. He's been sending me links. He's a yeah. funny guy. He was just on Rogan. I think think for the first time, which is right. a big deal for a comedian, obviously. Sure. And uh, he's just doing some really really funny stuff, and it and a lot of it is around conspiracies and. He, he kind of channels Alex Jones, but in a satirical way. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he, he does they're, it. They're both roughly the same way as well. Uh, yeah, right, right. He's a heavy he's a heavy boy. Uh, oh God, he's so funny. But he just went down to Dallas and, and went to Dealey Plaza and stood where they, you know, where they shot... Uh, where they shot Kennedy. There's where an they excellent- shot JR? Oh, okay. <laughs> I got excited then. I think they meant JR. Next, we're going to start talking about Laura Palmer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't get me started with Laura Palmer. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, before we go on, yeah. Fraser, where, where can people find you online? I, they, they, they can't. I tend to hide away. <laughs> you're on Twitter. You're on Twitter, right? I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Fraser Brown on, on both of those things. Um, I've long since left Facebook. As oh. I said, my LinkedIn is... Is dead. Right. Um, I don't know what a TikTok is. You're linked out. I there's, don't know what there's, a TikTok is. There's a chat snat or something. <laughs> snap, 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 chat. Snaps, 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 <laughs> I don't know. No, that's, that's a different site. Dot co.uk. Snapchat is a different site. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Snapchat right. is, the, is the one that, yeah, yeah. that was right. hip. Linked out. Yeah, linked out. Linked out. Linked out. <laughs> linked out. Dot, Perfect. Dot net. Linked out. Dot com. <laughs> well, and uh, so you're, you're hooked in with these, with the trauma people. I am. That's, Let's talk about trauma. Sure, trauma. Trauma's a trauma's. My journey with trauma is very, very strange. I was. I. I um. Yeah. I've just. Uh, For people who don't know, can you? Can you? Sure. Give trauma. It trauma yeah. is the is the oldest independent and one of the only independent film studios on the planet left. Um, it's forty five years old this year. Started and founded by uh, a great guy called Lloyd Kaufman. Um, and they make irreverent, sort of almost antisocial horror movies. It's not how they started. They started with sex comedies in the 60s. And, uh-huh. and he's, I mean, he's got credits on about eight, 900 movies at this point. It's, it's just endless. He's just churning um, movies. But most famously created Toxic Avenger. Um, okay. yeah. And uh, so my first knowledge of them was I was eight years old. I'm standing in a video rental place. In Ashford, Middlesex, where I'm from, in Surrey, in England. And uh, I'm looking up at the posters and I'm looking at things like Surf Nazis Must Die, <laughs> Rabid Grannies. Um, surf Nazis Must, must Die. die. It's, it's, a Nazi, it. it's a Beach Boys style Nazi surf war movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. 
It just makes sense. The title just makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Monster in the Closet, about mm-hmm. a repressed monster that falls in love with a male scientist and escapes from the closet to try and... Uh-huh. It's King Kong. Okay. Uh, with a twist. Um, so I'm standing there, I'm looking at these posters, and I, you know, I sneak them behind my parents' backs. I start to watch them, you know, we start to share them with friends. And then he releases with Marvel a comic of Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And I'm like, because to me, I was a big Stan Lee fan. Like, you know, every Saturday morning I'd watch Incredible Hulk. Hey there, Marvel fans, it's me, Stan Lee. Like every single time, a bit Jack Nicholson there. But every every single time I'd watch it every Saturday. And I'm like, who's this guy that's making a comic with, uh, with Stan Lee? He must be somebody important. So that's the first time I ever heard his name. Flash forward. 2012, I bump into him at a comic convention. 2016, I decide to put on Toxic Avenger, the musical in the West End. He comes over. Me and him, his lovely wife, we become closer, we become friends. I'm now in his latest movie, playing yeah. playing Shakespeare. So from the age of, so from the age, Shakespeare's Shitstorm is his latest movie. And I'm standing there playing Shakespeare thinking, how did I go from an eight-year-old in a VHS store to be... <laughs> In his to, movie. To playing Shakespeare. And we have we have other plans afoot, uh-huh. me and him. We're just talking about some other stuff at the moment. And it's just, yeah, it's great. And so that's my connection. What's it What's it like being on one of those sets? Hectic. Yeah. Hectic. Well, for me anyway, because they wanted me for 10 days. I, was, I had an appearance at uh, San Diego Comic-Con for a different project. And they wanted me for 10 days. I could only give two days. So we managed to fit in 10 days of filming. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. In two days. So I had two 19-hour days. Yo. Back to back. So if you see that movie and you see I look tired. Right. That's why. Well, the bard should look tired. The bard should. That's, that was my logic. Yeah, I was supposed right. to look old. and Sure. And my, mean, oh, my favorite thing about it, bless them, because Troma, you know, they're, 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 they've got budgets, but yeah. they're, not, they're not huge budgets. Sure. I think this, it costs about $600,000, this movie. That's no joke. Um, it's no joke. Yeah. But I think it's, you know, it's one of the more expensive ones. Um and they said to me, would you like to play, would you like to play Shakespeare? I said, yeah. Do you have a costume? Oh, okay. Having, you know, I work in theatre. I know people that have costumes. So uh, we managed to track down a costume and it belonged to an actor here called Timothy West. And he wore it as King Lear in the West End. So Timothy West's costume from King Lear in the West End is now in a movie called Shakespeare Shitstorm by Lloyd Kaufman and I love that wonderful I love that and then yeah. I told you that story the other day which I'll repeat which is I was yeah. I was doing my ADR I was talking to Lloyd about doing ADR my um my pickups by audio yeah. that hadn't quite worked for the film and uh, I was talking to him on the phone I was walking past a young Vic here in London and I bumped straight into somebody uh, an older gentleman I said I'm really really sorry it was Timothy West <laughs> And he didn't know that you had his casting. He didn't know. And I said to him, really funny story, blah, 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 blah. I told him the story and he just looked at me like I was a lunatic and walked off. (laughs) Right, right. But I thought, what What are the the odds? odds? What are the odds? What are the odds of bumping into Timothy West whilst talking about a part that I was wearing in his costume? It's crazy. When is that film coming out? Uh, 2020. It's going to all the, it's been sent to all the festivals. Um, uh, We're waiting to hear from South by Southwest and Leeds and uh, the BFI. Um, and it's whoever wants to pick it up. I know he wants to premiere it and get it out there, and then it will be limited theatrical release, I imagine, and then and then Blu-ray. And what's the concept? It's an adaptation of The Tempest by mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, mm-hmm. um, almost beat for beat, except it's sort of it's attacking um, in a clever way, in a clever way, because Lloyd's, I believe, quite liberal and quite, um, you know, it's definitely not a right-wing man. Sure, um, sure. but he. Um, yeah, the way it's uh, the way it's attacking sort of this culture of constant offense right. by everybody all the time. And it's not about, you know, I'm a big believer in if you offend somebody, you should apologize and that should be the apologize. end of it. This cancel culture, this right. this the the idea that whatever you say there is some problem. I mean, I I, yeah. I, I, quite often I start on Monday on Twitter with, hi, everyone. What are we offended about today? Yeah, sure. Just so I can catch up. Right. The offense um, machine. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And it it's, crazy. And, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's a battle nobody can win. Yeah. You know, I'm offended by, I'm really sorry that I offended you. And that's fine. That's civil. That's, yeah. that's it's called manners, right? That's right. what you do. I'm, I'm sorry I offended yes, you. Yes, I apologize. Well, that apology wasn't good enough and I didn't like the way you said it. Right. Uh, okay, you're... I'm sorry about that. No, because and you're like, <laughs> right. oh, you can't win that battle. You're yeah. never going to win that battle. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Kind of it's that. I mean, he he's an equal. Uh, it's, it's a level playing field for attacking people. Like he's it's, an equal it's, opportunity offender. That's what I'm saying. Offend. That's everyone. what I'm saying. He's like, do you know? He's like a lot of comedians. Yeah. There's no comedy without this is why, saying what you want to say. This is why the comedians right now are so ascendant because the culture has turned to a point where there's so much censorship. 
there's so much self-censorship. People are competing for likes, competing for uh, engagement online. And it's it's like this horrific, almost kind of like an American high school mentality that's been oh, it's a bullying. put on it's the a whole. Bullying. And people mm-hmm. don't realize it. it's a bullying yeah. culture. Yeah. By saying you're can- canceled and you're like, you're literally right. saying to somebody, you're not good enough to be in society. Yes, yeah, surreal. That's crazy. It is crazy. That's crazy. Right. And I don't know why half the responses aren't, Fuck off. Well, and these are the these are the same <laughs> you know? people who will then turn around and uh, you know get all weepy about mental health. You can't yeah. have it both ways. No, you can't. You, you can't, you can't have these public sure. gallows, public uh, what, do, what do you call them? The, the public stocks. We've got a new kind of social exactly media, digital happening. stocks. Yeah. yeah, and we don't uh, we don't realize what we're doing. It's strange. It's going to turn around. It has to because it, this, it comes it back around to what I said stay. about pushback. Yeah, it won't happen. We'll, yeah. Eventually. Eventually, enough people are going to be pushed far enough that they're going to say, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, it's just we're just done, and that'll be the end yeah, of it. Yeah, like, and yeah. I, I think, I think uh, intrinsically, things like Twitter are at fault in this, in that it gives, like, you wouldn't walk into a bar, right, and listen to some person just ranting their thoughts. No, if they were in the corner, well, well I you, think this, and should, I think you that. Come and to I, some of the bars that I go to, but, but you wouldn't choose, you wouldn't hone <laughs> right. in on it and choose no, of to course. listen to it. Well, that, but Twitter, you have no choice. It's right. constantly right. It's being refreshed the village, in your... the village loudmouth, and the village yeah. bully, and the village, yeah. you know. It's constantly being shouted at you. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Speaker's Corner sure. and listen to protests. You can go. You can choose to do that. But if you're on Twitter, yeah. And and now what's happened is the headlines, the head, the 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 media has sort of bought into this mentality. So I saw a headline this morning that was. It's essentially, it's essentially just bullying. It's essentially, especially people, things that happen like, um, uh, Meghan, uh, Markle, mm-hmm. uh, Prince Harry's. Like it's just bullying. Yeah. Like it's it's. In the case of the slightly right wing people, it's slightly masked racism, yeah, but it's right, right, right. It's just bullying. Yeah, it's you just, know, it's just, she's not good enough for the royal. F- and you're right. like, well, first of all, they're the royal family. Who the, gives the, a they're, shit? They're lizards. They don't like, sweat. Who gives a shit? Or <laughs> well, some of them don't sweat. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Secondly, I, leave her alone. Was he? Was he? Was Prince Andrew trolling? people with that with his I apologies know, i don't know what that, that was, was about. so bizarre especially as we you know conspiracy theories conspiracy and twitter pizza, just completely pizza, pizza parties yeah where were you when you i mean not to belittle those poor girls what well, they went through but where, where were you when this happened i was at a pizza party what, yeah, mate, are you trolling? Yeah. Are you oblivious? What is going on and then the whole thing about not I say i was hanging out with jimmy savile and it's rolf harris in a so sauna strange somewhere. So strange. So many things that we were warned about. Uh, you know, you you don't have to like the lunatic fringe, but the lunatic fringe seems to have ha- have been making some points over the past twenty or thirty years that have become front and center. And yeah. so you don't. We've been warned. We were warned <laughs> about a lot of this about stuff. The lizard people. Well, about the lizard people <laughs> and the right and the the pedophile sex trafficking yeah. blackmail rings. And we were Alex Jones has been screaming about this for twenty or thirty years. It's very, and, it's very, it's very easy though to go down a, a, a as you've found from your research and from your readings. It's very easy to go down a very persuasive rabbit hole yeah. with these things. Well, it becomes self. Self fulfilling, r- fulfilling, and self reflective, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like you're down this channel now. The algorithm knows that you're into this and into that and into this. And and as you say, my research. I mean, I'm a playwright, and I'm interested in a lot of these things. I'm interested in internet culture, and I'm interested in conspiracies and and the fringe right and all these other things. Google doesn't distinguish uh, someone who's researching a play from somebody who's authentically into these no, things. If you're looking up, and yeah, you know. And so ISIS, my, you're going to be lo- lo- yeah. just looking up ISIS. Right. It's my, I mean, my, and my search history and everything. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. the, I'm sure I'm on some list somewhere. Basically, what you're saying is you can't get back in the States. <laughs> right. No, I think I'll home. be fine. I think I'll be fine. Uh, but you might as well just wear a red flag <laughs> on your back. Right. Yeah. Like, like a literal red flag. Like, it look like Rashomon. You yeah. know, I'm coming into the country, yeah. you know, with a, a little, re- like a literal <laughs> red flag at the back. <laughs> the flag of my show. Make it easier for them. <laughs> right. Like, oh, it's a red flag. It's a red flag with like the InfoWars sticker and then, you know, don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Exactly. The Southern Cross. Right, yeah, right, just, right, right. That's it. Do their job for them. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Do that's just them. great. Yeah. And then what? And then, I, and then they ask, what do, "What do you do?" I'm a writer. Get him in. Put him yeah. in the gulag. Put him in the FEMA camp. Yeah. Well, back to the Hays Code. You would have been uh, <laughs> right. as a writer. You would have been in trouble. Go back to North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Peasant. Um. <laughs> well, all right. So that took a turn. Yeah. Uh, but we're yeah. So that that sounds like a fascinating movie. Shakespeare shitstorm. I can't wait for it to come out, man. I'll watch it. Yeah. It's gonna please be a do. Hoot. Yeah, please do. It's gonna be fun. You're front and center too. You're you're in the title. I'm in the title. I'm yeah. the, I have the last. I have the last word in the movie, which yeah. is uh, which is interesting. Yeah. I, it's all very surreal to me because I I always call myself like I I act right. Yeah, but I act because 
it falls in my lap. I don't, I right. don't tend to. Yeah. I call myself an accidental actor. I was an actor yeah. when I was a teenager. You're not going out to auditions. I don't care that yeah. much. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if it, and and I've been very, very lucky. And I, I don't want to belittle people that do audition and people that do pursue it. Sure. It's a very noble yeah, career. Yeah, absolutely. It's just not for me. Right. But I've been very lucky to have things drop in my lap occasionally where people, like with Lloyd, do you want to be in it? Sure. Because I'm fearless. I don't care. Yeah. So it's right. it's... Even if I do a terrible job, that's that's kind of their problem, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> it falls to the editor. They can, they can edit me out. Right. You know what I mean? We just so, say we had to cut Shakespeare from Shakespeare Shitstorm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or just put somebody else. Well, originally, I think Ron Jeremy was up for it. But oh I, my I don't God. think he, uh, I, for some reason, he couldn't do it. Yeah, so they yeah, settled yeah. for me. Uh-huh. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, 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 I... You're better. You're a better looking guy than Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy is a scary looking motherfucker, isn't Ron he? Ron Jeremy's, yeah. But I mean, no disrespect. Well, the, the looks he had, you know, yeah. he's an old man. He's an old yeah, man. Yeah, he's an yeah, old yeah, I shouldn't disrespect the legend. He's still, he's still living his best life. Yeah, I mean, you know really, I mean? yeah. Who am I to talk? Yeah, he's still doing, doing what, doing I'm what doing he wants to do and doing everybody else. So. I'm, I'm doing a podcast at a, at a uh, studio in Islington. And Ron, yeah, Ron Jeremy's definitely having more fun than us <laughs> right now. Yeah, I think, um, I think probably so. dressed as Shakespeare. I don't yeah, know. We'll, right, we'll see. Right. Yeah, from um, the from the waist up. From the waist up. Um, <laughs> he's a lovely guy, Ron. I've met him yeah, a couple yeah, times yeah. through Lloyd. And oh, he's, really? He's a really he's a really nice guy. He's he's in the movie. He just couldn't do. Oh, uh, he he's, just couldn't play. He's playing the bartender. Oh, um, cool! Oh, so that's fun. He flew in for a couple of days. Yeah, and, yeah. And he did a couple. Of, he's he was in. He played Jesus in the last one. Whoa! Uh, Stan Lee was in the last one. Oh, cool! Because Stan and Lloyd have been were because obviously Stan passed away. They've been friends for a long, long time. So Stan Lee popped up as narrator in the last two. Uh, return to return to Newcom High. Because mm. um, there was already a Newcom High, mm-hmm. then a return to Newcom High. So it's the so return, return to, return to, return return to, to Newcom, Newcom High, High, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Stan was the narrator in, in both of those. This is such a niche world of counterculture and it's, really radical. It's the last, it's the last people, people like Roger Corman, you know, who, who was a similar, you know, who Lloyd has a lot of respect for and, and has worked with. And mm. uh, in fact, I had an amazing moment um, a couple of months ago. I, I'm trying to get a project off the ground with the Cormans. Um, a musical project and uh, Lloyd's known him for a long time I didn't realise Roger Corman was in his 90s well like in my head he's yeah. you know he's maybe 70s sure um, but he's in his 90s um, so Lloyd went out for dinner with him and Lloyd very kindly had a whole conversation with him about my project and I just thought what what a sh- what a strange thing for this kid from like Ashford AJ, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now I've got Roger Corman and Lloyd Corman <laughs> discussing yeah. it. And he's texting me from the dinner it's, to it, say, I've spoken to the Cormans about you. And stuff like that is so fun, isn't it? I, it's just, I, yeah. Create your own reality. I and mean, it's not, it's not a reality that I ever thought. Yeah. Or pursued or would exist. Right. Or, but they, I, you know, they're, fa- the Corfmans are like family to me. I love them. Sure. I love them. Well, I love Pat. You're passionate about it. You, you produce the musical. Produce the musical. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Produce the musical. Um, how did that yeah. go? What was that like? It was really good. It did, um, five stars in the Telegraph. Okay. Yeah. Um, Toxic Avenger, the musical. Toxic Avenger musical written by David Bryan of, um, Bon Jovi. Um, and Joe DiPetrio. Uh, I've just mispronounced his surname. I always mispronounce it. Joe, sorry. Joe. <laughs> yeah, okay, Joe. DiPietro. DiPietro? DiPietro. Yeah, okay. That's it. Right, I, got a buddy, I got a buddy in New York. Uh, I, always, last I always mispronounce yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And I always feel like That's crap. Right. And now it's on permanent record. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Joe. I'm not editing this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I don't have time. So, uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's they, they. It's a great musical. It's fun. There is one track in the middle of it that sounds exactly like uh, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, mm-hmm. which none of us, including David, worked out until rehearsal. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I should probably shouldn't say. So that. You had to do a little, uh, uh, do a little skip beat uh, and say, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. yeah but it's, uh, it's a, it's a great yeah. musical. It's, san- mm. it's a sanitized version of okay. the Toxic Avenger. There's no yeah. Toxic Avenger. Very famously, opens with a, a small boy getting his head run over by a car. Right. Um, that's not in it. No. No, we got rid of that. Yeah. Um, it's a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. It's a rock opera musical. It's yeah. it's fun and it did very well. And then it transferred to the arts, and then it got. Um, uh, filmed at the arts by uh, Broadway HD, so it was uh, put on the cinemas in South Korea <laughs> okay. randomly. All right, which is one of the best posters in my collection is oh, the South Korean damn. Uh, uh, Toxic Avenger poster. Um, yeah, it's it, it was good. It yeah, did well, fun. and I, I think it's got a bit of a future life. Um, did it ever go to New York? Did you ever put it up? It in New started York? in New York. Oh, really? Uh, it was it was on at New World Stages. Um, I don't know. 
15 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. Um, and it did okay. Like most of those things that new world stages do, you know, the things like Alter Boys, they come, it comes, it goes, mm-hmm. it gets, a, the albums are great. Um, and it's, it's done all the time by high schools. Like it's oh, just, yeah. it's just been on in LA. Okay. Um, an amateur group did in LA. It's sure. all, it's always on. Fun. Um, and that's my, that's my second tro. Bizarrely, before I was even involved with Troma, that's my second Troma musical because I did Cannibal the Musical with um, Trey Parker, mm-hmm. which was Lloyd famously picked up that movie for, you know, I think a dollar. He did. He he did a film version of Cannibal the Musical. Cannibal the Musical started as a film. Started. It as was a film. Trey Parker's high school movie. Okay. Um, and we adapted it into a musical, and Trey was on board. And- who's who's smarter than the South Park guys? Right. In the war, I mean, like, who's more intelligent than those guys? Yeah, and better at satire and more keyed into the culture. Yeah, I don't think anyone and still going strong. Yeah, still going strong. Like season twenty something. You want to? We want to circle back to earlier in the conversation mm. when Cable hit and you know hit Middle America, and the, you know he had the moral crisis over Beavis and Butthead. By the time South Park came along, everyone had surrendered. Yeah, it was, and that became there was nothing hit my small town in. Central North Dakota, with the same force culturally uh, as South Park for our age group, junior high, high school kids. We we went insane. We lost our goddamn minds. I made it for that show. I made a small fortune off of uh, those guys before it was even a thing. They uh, they they originally started as a corporate Christmas card, right? Where Santa Claus fought Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And the characters were quite. Remember that? Yeah, you remember it? Mm -hmm. Um, But this is before the internet. This is late nineties, like ninety seven, maybe ninety six. Yeah. Um, so this thing was groundbreaking, hilarious. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like nothing anyone had ever seen yeah. before. Um, and I was selling them at five pound a pop out my school locker because <laughs> there was no, there's no corporation to track me down. It was just, it was a thing. You were selling like what, like CDs or VHSs? Oh, VHSs. Five pound a pop. Oh whoa! I made about two grand that summer. <laughs> All right. As a as a kid. Really? Um, yeah, I had a bit of a reputation okay. for finding obscure gotcha. stuff. Gotcha. I may or may not have been one of the first people you could have got natural born killers from. I'm not saying that <laughs> is the case. That's, that's a good movie to bootleg. So you're so you're talking but it was, about like, it wasn't released. Oh. So it wasn't you weren't stepping on any. It wasn't toes. released in the UK. No, know? it was completely utterly it banned. It was a banned. Yeah, hmm. not illegal. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't yeah. banned in the illegal sense. In that it's you know it's not a narcotic. Yeah, it just couldn't get a certificate, which meant it couldn't be released. Couldn't be released. So it was effectively banned. That's a good goddamn um, movie. I remember when that great came movie. out. That's a great. Do you know movie. what? I've never not. I've never seen a clear version of it because I've only ever seen. I watched it so much on crummy VHS. On crummy VHS uh, from a camcorder. Right, right, right. Um, that yeah. That was another one of those movies that you know because I worked at a video. Stat- Statue of Limitations though says uh, <laughs> it was. It I think was, you're in the clear. It was a long time. ago. I think everybody's fine. You know, I think you'll be all right. Back in the days of VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that. Like, I was the go-to guy for like weird, weird shit. Yeah, I um, love that stuff. I, I, I worked at a video store in in my hometown for a while back when VHS and DVDs were a thing, and I just watched everything. Watched yeah. everything. Yeah, I absorbed and everything. Found my, yeah. found this crazy counterculture, and then I was also um, when I was much younger, I was I was into uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, which I love Mystery Science. It's a complete you know, rabbit hole. They got they got uh, they didn't get, they didn't get renewed. Yeah, on Netflix. That That's show, Netflix. though. Netflix that only show, do three seasons now. Well, they they did two for this, but this yeah, yeah but they. Uh, it's so bizarre that I don't know. I don't know why Netflix wouldn't continue to to hold it. I mean, they've the got nothing but money. The algorithm, right? The algorithm. I've been I I've been privy to a meeting, and it's um, it's keyword, it's keyword and viewing figures. It's literally right. it. So right. so you should really go to them and say, I've got this show. It's called Stranger Walking Dead Things. Right. And, right. the, and the computer will go, oh my God, this is the best thing that's ever come. Crazy. <laughs> it's it's all calculated yeah. by computers. Yeah. Um, it's just such a cult, like a cult show though i just don't understand they they have nothing but money i think it's because it's a it's such a small cult yeah, show i think i think it. the people that love it is a very once right. again a very niche thing we probably have to presume again it's not even about money at this juncture it's probably about the bandwidth for them to their bandwidth they're also shoring you know they're hedging their bets right now because everyone's getting a streaming service yeah which is crazy because yeah. there was you know there's talk of uh the friends reunion being right. the hbo streaming service right. so they're assuming you're going to pay for the hbo mm. service yeah, but you're also going to pay for this thing over here. Well, and, and Disney, Disney, Disney just came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah it's you're going right. to be spread too thin. It's crazy. I mean, I've been thinking about this. Everybody's noticed that 
we were promised that we'd be able to cut the cord for cable. And let's say, you know, cable and internet in the U.S. is going to cost you 90 bucks, yeah. 100 bucks, let's say. Uh, that's probably the, the threshold for what the average household will pay for its services. Yeah. So there are going to be, so people are going to have to start making sacrifices as this fragments further. It's also about yeah. remembering it. It's remembering, yeah. like I, I have, I think I have four. I have four yeah. streaming, I have four streaming services and I always forget I have Amazon. Right. Always forget. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. I do Netflix. I go, what's oh, what's on TV? I go on my Sky. Like, sure. Those are all, you know, dialed in yeah. uh, streaming things. Sky, Netflix. I always forget about Amazon. I Every single time. I ever crack down on the, the sharing of accounts because I just know there are possibly they're leaving, yeah. they're leaving billions of dollars on the table because I know people are sharing accounts as, as it gets as it gets they're going to start tightening their belts they're going to yeah. have to they're going to start tying it to you know your your IP address and stuff like that well, and people are going physical again as well because mm. what's happening is these movies are going on to the services yeah and then they're disappearing so you can't rely on it right like if I want to watch like the other day I wanted to watch Ghostbusters yeah Netflix not on there Right, Amazon not on there. Yeah, click, click. It's not on there. Yeah, so I have to go through my. Hard, this is why we're. Like, this is why we're pals. Because you're like, yeah. you're like, just you know, just a few days ago, I wanted to watch Ghostbusters. I totally understand. What you mean. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta hunt a ghost, man. You know, this is it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you know, who are you gonna call in that circumstance? <laughs> That's it. You gotta, yeah, exactly. Um, like not Netflix. Well, I'm getting into prep for the new one coming out this year. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters 2020. Uh-huh. Paul Rudd. Oh yeah. Um, I I went to the ghost. I was at the Ghost Corps office. They, this, this whole this whole uh, company is called Ghost Corps. Yeah, run by Ivan Reitman and his son. Um, and they got all these ambitions. I went there and I I was in I was in Sony for something else, and the, the studios uh, in in Burbank or somebody I heard say the other day Burbank Burbank. Why have you come to Burbank? Burbank. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You're English. You know better. Yeah. No, not yeah. me. Somebody said no. It, no, somebody I know. Said Burbank. Yeah. Burba- Burbank. Yeah. No. Are you going to go to the bank? No, that's not terrible. Uh, go to the bank? Who's, or, who said that? It was that? an American. It was, Jeez. A fr- it was a friend of a friend. Huh. And it, it, yeah, I was, gotta, in, I was in the bank. That's something that you should cancel somebody for. You know what I mean? That's it. You're <laughs> out of society. Canceled. Like out into the wilderness. We need like a we need like a one of those deserts from like Return to Oz or one of those sinking deserts where well, they can no, just, just disappear off we'll and just turn into the We'll put them at the very top of the <laughs> Texas megacity. Well, we'll give them a map and say you can you can be cast out if you can right. go, if you can go to the bank. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> try, no, no, no. Try I, and find it on the map. I got the answer. We put them in a Winnie the Pooh costume and send them to China. Send them to mainland China. <laughs> yeah, that was their last five seconds. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they got this whole ghost core thing going on where they got all these ambitions. And I, I walked in and they said, oh, "Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do an animated film. We're going to do this. We're going to this is all going to be off the back of that reboot, the, yeah. the female reboot, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I didn't mind. I no, actually, was, I quite enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the, it's it's never going to be the original. It's never going to be the original. Do you know what's more depressing about the original is all those guys in that original were young, were younger than us. It's than we are. Yeah, that's now. really disturbing. And to me, they were they were old men when I was a kid. Of course. And now they're like, they were 34 and 35. That's one of the first, go ahead. Sorry, Bruce Willis was 35 in Die Hard. <laughs> I'm five years older than Bruce Willis in Let, Die Hard. Let's I say, feel like. It's crazy. That's not the and, case. No, I know. And Spielberg directed Jaws when he was 27. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yes or no, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. There you go. Okay. All right. Good. Good, good, good. Without Ghostbusters, of course. I, I just have to I have to have that on record for a friend of mine yeah. who's, you know, not so sure. Uh Ghostbusters is one of the first movies I fell in love with. I mean, it's absolutely... And when you're a little kid, too, it's absolutely terrifying. You're terrified. The opening you, sequence. It's terrifying. Life, yeah. But you know... But then they it's so reassuring as a kid because then they show up and you know they're going to kind of make everything okay. Yeah. The, the show is called Goddamn Ghostbusters. And um, so many nuances that you didn't pick up as oh, a yeah. kid. I'm still picking so up... So clever. I'm still picking up gags in that movie. Yeah. And so I've watched it a hundred times. Crazy. Um, the the guy who played the mayor, uh, his name escapes me right now. He passed. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very famous uh, Broadway actor. He read for one of my plays in a reading. Oh, right. And I, I could not help myself. I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, I have to do this. Lenny, you will have saved the lives of millions of registered voters. He kind yeah. of rolled his eyes. I shouldn't have done it. He went, I had he went to help what, my, what was that? I had to help myself. I was like, I have to do this. That's the thing about- <laughs> He was sweet. It's Margulis. Margulis. That's the thing about that's the thing about fanboying with people is when you say, "Hey, do you remember that scene where blah blah?" Yeah. And they're like, "I don't remember the movie." Right. I don't, what what was it? Yeah. 
Because he's gone, he's gone on and done fifteen Broadway course, plays. Of course, I mean he doesn't, you know. But he, I think he knows. Uh, he you had know, two that, days uh, on set. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good movie, man. It's just, it's so clever and so Freudian and yeah. just keyed into some really primal stuff. One of my and... favorite memories was watching it on the steps uh, behind New York Public Library. They had it on in. Oh um, yeah. It's Brian, Brian Park, Brian right? Park. Yeah, Brian yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. They had it on a big screen in Brian Park, and there was uh, thunder and lightning. Incredible. And we were, and I made sure I sat on the back step of yeah. the library because I thought I can't be not be sitting on so good. the step for that beginning sequence. What's the name of the fellow who directed that? Uh, Egon. Uh, he didn't direct it. He wrote it. Uh, he wrote Ivan it. Reitman directed it. Um, but, uh, yeah, right. Uh, you're talking about. Uh, See, so Eagle. No, I know. He's Eagle. Oh my God, of course. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yeah, and he, he directed Caddyshack too. Yeah. Uh, my sister uh, bought an and SUV. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little movie called Groundhog Day. My sister bought an SUV. Her, she and her husband bought an SUV yeah. that belonged to that belonged to him. Nice. So he was like a haunted SUV. It was after he passed. The estate sold this SUV. They yeah. got it from Chicago. Yeah. Crazy. What did they find in the glove box? <laughs> exactly, right? Is there ectoplasm? <laughs> uh, like, one of those packs. you got to put a little... A nuclear uh, reactor pack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put a light and go hunt some ghosts. Paint it all white. Yeah, they missed an opportunity there. <laughs> they missed an opportunity there. Well, Fra- Fraser, this has, been a, this has been a real hoot. So again, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. At Fraser Brown. F- FR. Z-E-R uh-huh. as opposed to Frasier which this, I get quite a lot on this podcast we say Z oh, oh yeah because you're yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you don't know the English language that's yeah. right that's right Z we've, we've got that problem with our kids right now yeah. trying to teach them oh they're, they're, they're saying Z and not Z a lot of Sesame Street oh yeah yeah well our media infects the world we're yeah. pretty good at that yeah yeah well, that's cool. So people can find you there. And then uh, the Shakespeare Shitstorm is coming out in 2020. 2020. There's a ton mm-hmm. of projects before that. Theater. You're just, just, I always do what I say at these networking events. People go, where can I find you? I go, just Google me. Yeah. Just Google just me. Just Google me. Yeah. You'll find me. Well, thanks for coming on. Can we, let's do Sorry, this man. again after uh, Shakespeare Shitstorm comes out. Let's do we it. We can chat about it. All right, man. This has been Let's Get go. This Podcast. You can go to getthispodcast.com. It's a show about things people love. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, and I'm on I'm on Twitter at Kevin Kautzman. Peace. Peace. Thank you.